Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to news in Chicago and beyond. The Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade made it more certain than ever that Illinois will remain a haven for people seeking abortions. That's because many of the states surrounding ours had trigger laws on the books that put near-total abortion bans into effect after the ruling. Those working on contraceptive care now find that their work has an added significance as access to reproductive health care shrinks around the country. Joining us now to discuss is Dr. Deborah Stolberg, primary care physician at the University of Chicago Medical Center. And Kate Thede, Executive Director of Illinois Contraceptive Access Now, known as ICANN. Dr. Stahlberg, what was your reaction when the Supreme Court decision came down? Sure. Well, on a personal side, sad, disappointed. Um, It's difficult to imagine that my children are growing up in a country with fewer rights than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, Thinking about my patients, I mean, I do practice in Illinois where we have moved forward to expand abortion access, Um, but I also see patients who live in Indiana where we may be seeing a near-total abortion ban very soon, and also, you know, talking to patients who have lived through the benefits of the Illinois policies expanding access, like having their Medicaid insurance be able to pay for it when they need an abortion, really makes me think about how people in the rest of the country, as we mm-hmm. tighten and tighten people's access to reproductive health care, just really what that's going to mean for people's lives. Your conversations, do they look different when you're talking to the folks from Illinois and then the ones that you're you're now treating from Indiana? Yeah, it's really difficult to navigate. People are, are worried, um, as they should be in Indiana. Kate, tell us about ICANN, which is, as I said, Illinois Contraceptive Access Now, and what effect the decision had on your work. Sure. Um, Well, ICANN was founded in 2021 to address a persistent problem. So despite the fact that Illinois has been a great leader in advancing progressive reproductive health policies, the state faces persistent and worsening disparities in reproductive health outcomes. So what does that look like? Black women in Illinois, you know, um, die at a rate three times more likely than white women related to pregnancy related conditions. Mm. Um, Black teens face a teen birth at three times more likely and Hispanic teens twice as likely than white teens here in Illinois. And You know, also here in Illinois, 800,000 women and people who can become pregnant live in counties where there's not a single provider that offers the full range of FDA-approved contraceptive methods. We have 500,000 individuals in Illinois who lack coverage for high-quality contraceptive care. So now in 2022, we find ourselves facing a persistent problem at a crucial moment. Well, ICANN released a statement denouncing the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe. Um, The statement talks about reproductive rights and health equity. It also uses the phrase reproductive justice, something that's come up a few times here on Reset. I want you to talk more about that, Kate. What does that mean to you? I mean, reproductive justice refers to the human right to 
have children, to not have children, to parent the children that people have in safe communities free from violence, and the freedom to express their sexual identity, um, you know, as they choose. And so I think it's really important to anchor on the fact that since the fall of Roe (laughs) earlier this summer, there has been a surge in demand for birth control. And, you know, especially that's true for emergency contraception like Plan B, long-acting reversible methods like IUDs and procedures like sterilization. Um, And so I think people are now afraid of what will happen if they face an unplanned pregnancy. I think they're worried about you know, the future of birth control access, especially given that the Supreme Court has indicated Mm -hmm. that they would consider overruling decisions that were previously made to codify birth control access. And the fact that thus far, you know, Congress has failed to approve the um, right to contraception bill. Before I, I jump back to Dr. Stolberg, you mentioned the the types of contraceptive care that that I can uh, connects people with. Walk us through that process exactly. So, if someone comes to you for help, what happens next? Yeah. So, for listeners who might be looking for low or no cost birth control, they can visit icanforall.org um, and get connected to a provider who has been trained to be you know, um, delivering care that is what we call truer care, meaning Mm -hmm. that that care is trauma-informed, respectful, unconscious bias checked, evidence-based, and reproductive well-being centered. Um, And so as someone comes online to ICANForAll.org, they can not only explore birth control options that might be best for them. We have a great birth control methods quiz. Um, We have tons of information about all FDA-approved methods of contraception. But they can also search for a trusted provider amongst ICANN's quality hub networks. And we work with some of the, you know, leading community health center and community health centers and providers in the Chicago area, including Erie, Mir North, PCC Community Health Centers, Friend Family Health, um, as well as Howard Brown and and others across the state. So, Dr., I want to zoom out just a little bit. Kate kind of set it up for us, but so we're all on the same page. When we say contraceptive care, what all is included in that? Yeah, it really means starting with um, the patient who is showing up. What is it that's important to them? Okay. Um, Many people are seeking contraception because they don't want to become pregnant right now because this is not a good time. They may know that they don't want to have children or more children at all. Um, There's also access to contraception for its um, non-contraceptive purposes. Um, Sometimes people need it to treat underlying medical conditions. Um, But it really should focus on what's important to that patient and start by asking, um, you know, what are what are your wishes? What's what what are your values? What do you what do you need? Well, you know, Kate mentioned the significant barriers, right, that that we have right now that exist to to accessing this type of care. Big picture, though, what prevents folks from getting the contraceptive care that they need? Yeah. So we've already touched on some issues like coverage with your insurance plan, but there also are providers that either because they don't have the skill set or because there are institutional policies 
uh, where where they work, where that doctor or nurse or, or nurse midwife works that prevent them from actually providing contraception. And one of the areas of my research um, is about Catholic hospitals and now really Catholic health systems because yeah. some of these systems are taking up urgent care. We've heard recently that they are taking up uh, college health centers. And um, so people may very reasonably show up at a place that they would expect to get comprehensive care, including contraception, and be told, I'm sorry, we can't provide that here. So why specifically the the, the choice to study Catholic hospitals? Yeah, well, um, I actually experienced this personally. The hospital where I did my residency was secular when I got there, and it got taken over by a Catholic system. Okay. And um, I saw what that meant to my patients. So um, if you are giving birth and you want to have your tubes tied after you have your baby, the hospital suddenly had to stop offering that. We had patients who had been getting their nine months of prenatal care and had made a plan with their provider to have their tubes tied. And the day they showed up, we said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go home and figure out another way to do that. And even the methods that we were talking about earlier, um, like IUDs or um, implants, require um, not just a, a provider who's trained, but also um, the assistance from nurses and the mm-hmm. equipment and all of that. And if the if the clinic or the hospital or the system says, I'm sorry, we don't do that here, that very well means an extra step for the patient finding another provider, sometimes getting a referral. Yikes. So, Kate, do you find that that uh, people that ICANN serves, that maybe they've run into some of these limits or restrictions that the doctor's talking about that Catholic hospital networks have in place? Absolutely. Because Illinois has such a strong track record of defending reproductive health and rights, I think a lot of people are surprised to learn that here in our state, hundreds of thousands of women and people who can become pregnant face incredible barriers to accessing birth control. You know, we already talked a little bit about the statistics in terms of the number of women who live in a county where there are no providers that offer all methods. Um, But also, as Dr. Stolberg was so wonderfully pointing out, you know, we have one in three healthcare delivery networks here in Illinois who are operated under religious doctrine that limit low-income people's access to birth control. And so when we think about the folks who face barriers to coverage for contraception, in part, that is because of those religious directives, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe there's not a provider in their community who you know, they can reasonably get to, to be able to access high quality care. Doctor, I understand there are areas um, of the country where Catholic hospitals, they're the only option. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Research by a group called Community Catalyst identified most recently in 2020 that there were 52 community hospitals that serve communities uh, where that hospital is the only provider. And um Many of the states that have a very high prevalence of Catholic systems, if you look at a map, they are the Midwestern states surrounding us, so Indiana, Wisconsin, Missouri, where we are also now seeing these severe abortion restrictions. Goodness. All right. So, so let's, let's talk solutions. Um, Kate, in the wake of this Supreme Court decision... You know, ICANN released a list of of policy recommendations, um, really trying to ensure that uh, more people have access to reproductive health care. So tell us what's on the list. Thank you so much. So first and foremost, no doubt the Dobbs decision will exasperate existing inequalities in birth control access. 
more than 30 million Americans already lacked affordable access to birth control, including hundreds of thousands here in Illinois. The bottom line is this. With millions of women and people who can become pregnant facing, you know, or being denied their right to reproductive autonomy, it's never been more important that they can easily obtain the birth control method of their choice. So there are meaningful steps that the state can take here in Illinois to continue to lead and to improve birth control access at this critical moment. Um, First, the Illinois Department of Healthcare and Family Services, which operates the state's Medicaid program, should adopt benchmarks to evaluate how well providers are delivering accessible, high-quality contraceptive care. These benchmarks would improve services for the more than 2 million Illinoisans who are enrolled in one of our state's five Medicaid-managed care plans. They could also pave the way for national standards measuring the quality and accessibility Mm -hmm. of contraceptive care. Next, the state should require Medicaid insurance plans to document their capacity to offer a full range of services. Plans should be required to give patients access to reasonable care options, accounting for travel distance, the availability of appointments, and whether providers are accepting new patients. And the state should also require Medicaid plans to make sure that members are aware through easy-to-understand language of their right to access the full range of covered contraceptive options and their free choice of providers when seeking covered family planning services. We think of this as network adequacy and member transparency. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, but perhaps most urgently, um, the state really should consider expanding Medicaid's family planning coverage Mm -hmm. to include undocumented individuals and people on the path to U.S. citizenship. The state already pays for other reproductive health services, including abortion and perinatal care for individuals, regardless of their immigration status. So it's logical, compassionate, and fiscally prudent to also cover birth control. Recently passed legislation already commits the state to greatly expand contraceptive coverage for residents living in Illinois who will soon be able to make up to 213% of the federal poverty level, which is about $3,000 a month for an individual. We want to celebrate this progress, but we also want to recognize that now is the time for the state to cover all individuals, yeah. regardless of their documentation status. Well, doctor, I mean, you're you're listening to this list here from Kate. What stands out to you? What ideas? Yeah, absolutely. We talked a bit about transparency and the fact that many people do not know when they're walking in the door what they can expect to get. And so I think the more that we can do to inform and empower everyday people um, uh, how to ask for what they want and mm-hmm. what they need so that their care meets their needs. What would you say are the most accessible long-term contraceptive options that you would suggest? Sure. It really is um, an individualized decision for someone who knows they don't want children for a while. Yeah. Um, we talked about um, IUDs and implants, but for some people, the birth control pill, and then there are also methods that um, help prevent STIs and HIV, like condoms, are still important. Right. Remember those? <laughs> Thank you, ladies. That's Dr. Deborah Stolberg, primary care physician at the University of Chicago Medical Center, and Kate Thede, executive director of ICANN, or Illinois Contraceptive Access Now. Thank you both. Thank you so much. 
This episode of Reset was produced by Daniel Tucker and mixed by Ethan Schwab. If you liked this episode, subscribe to this podcast for more. Check out our recent interview about why flooding disproportionately impacts low-income people of color in Chicago. It doesn't happen where you might expect. Uh, about 90% of the flooding is outside of official floodplains, and instead it correlates very much with race and income. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.